Hey friend, before we start the next episode, I want to let you in on something new. You see, the reason I started this podcast is to answer more deeply the question I get over and over again, which is, how did you start your business and can you help me launch mine? This podcast invites you behind the scenes on how to run a successful interior design business. But I want to go one step further and give you something invaluable, which is access to my proven blueprint to launching your own business. It's called the Design Business Accelerator Toolkit, linked in our show notes and on our website, lizlevininteriors.com. If you're serious about starting your interior design business, then this one's for you and it's launching soon. So go grab your spot. I want you to succeed like I did and like the many successful designers who have studied with me. If that sounds like something you want to do, then we've got you covered. Okay, let's dive into our next episode. Ever thought about starting your own business as an interior designer? Join Liz Levin, nationally published design entrepreneur of 20 years, as she interviews experts, colleagues, and creatives to pull back the curtain on the design industry. Whether you're passionate about design, eager to start your design business, or simply curious about what happens behind the scenes, we're here to open the doors for you. Welcome to Behind the Drapery Podcast. Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of Behind the Drapery. I hope you've been enjoying the first few episodes thus far. I've been so excited to share different ways my peers and friends have gotten into the design industry and pursued different career paths from different approaches. I love how Sally came to it through the memo library and the vendor side. My buddy Jason started design through the retail angle, coming from a totally different career. And then Julie, who started the traditional and academic way of graduate school and working for a commercial interior design firm. So I was reflecting on these episodes and I hope they are inspiring you to move forward in your design career. Believe it or not, 2024 marks my 20th year as working for myself in the design industry. Happy New Year, by the way. And as I reflect on those two decades of figuring it out, working for myself, I think of all the highs and lows. And I'm especially thinking of those of you who are about to embark on this journey, who might be a little insecure about starting this new career path or stumbling through those first few years. And I was just thinking, I wanted to remind you, there are so many ups and downs and left and right turns that you do not need to obsess about everything being perfectly set up when you start. You're going to change your logo. I think we changed ours four times. You're going to update your website. You're going to build your team. You're going to update your processes and evolve those things. And what I teach my students in our coaching class is just get started. Don't be bogged down by perfecting too much. In fact, I remind myself even today that done is better than perfect. We want to do the best job that we can, but some of us creatives and perfectionists get stuck trying to overly optimize things that are just pretty great and can be sent along efficiently without getting caught up in the, oh, could I perfect this a little bit more and change this? It ends up slowing down the process entirely. So if you're just starting out or in the beginning of your design journey, my advice would be perfectionism is the enemy of good and that you just need to get started and you will evolve and get better and change. So hang out your shingle, get your voice out there. You got to take that first step. And I'm thinking a lot about that because we're putting the finishing touches on our online course that launches on January 22nd. And I'm so excited to share all of this with our students that have signed up. 
And as I'm approaching this 20th anniversary, I feel this sense of nostalgia and also this compulsion to share my knowledge and help others succeed in the creative careers that they desire. Instead of resting on our laurels for our 20th anniversary, my team and I have decided to branch out and reach more people. And that's through our online education and this podcast. And they sort of support each other. My hope is that this podcast will give you the inside scoop and behind the scenes on how everyone found their way. And it wasn't a straight line. And that's okay. As they say, experience is the best teacher. And I was looking around and thinking, I have a lot of experience to share. (laughs) Why don't I get my friends together and share with the world? See who it can help and what impact that could create. So I hope that's working. And if there's something that you, the listener, would like us to discuss and peel back the curtain on, I'd love for you to send me a note. Just slide into my DMs on Instagram at Liz Interiors. I'm always there. I'm happy to answer questions. I love the connection with new people that's happening over there. Send me a question or topic that you think would be helpful to those starting out in the business. I would love to bring that to one of our episodes. Because the whole point of this is to give access to the conversations that I wish I had access to when I was starting my business. I've been fortunate enough to be part of a really great design community here in D.C. I just want to share the love. You never know what comes from random connection. I am so excited that I had a recent collaboration opportunity. And again, it goes back to helping my students in this online course that we've been working so hard on. But a fellow designer and former interior photographer is allowing me, sharing with me some exclusive content to help aspiring interior designers use their iPhone to take professional photos. Because we all know as designers, the photos are our product. The general public cannot come into our clients' homes and experience the beauty and wonderful spaces that we've created. So we need to take awesome pictures to show them what we can do. Proof is in the pudding and you need some great photos. And for most of us starting out, hiring a great professional photographer is a little bit beyond our reach price-wise. It's expensive. I should say it's an investment and it's an important investment, but it's not one that everyone can do every other month to showcase the work that they're doing. I truly value my photographers that I work with. Um, They really elevate my work to another level And I'm grateful for that. But I know starting out, I had to be very, very choosy about which projects I took pictures of. Maybe it was one time every few years. I know established designers that reach out and say, how many shoots do you invest in? And is it worth it in terms of the return? Do you really need it for Instagram and all of that? And I do believe that professional photos are super important. But for those of you starting out, this iPhone mini course is an amazing way to leverage the superpowers of your smartphone. And um, she's teaching about lighting and angles and really, really gets results for her um, students. So I'm excited to include that. And that was a collaboration I was not expecting. So connecting with others and sharing what you're doing, what you're working on, you never know. It opens up doors. And every designer I talk to always stresses the importance of getting out there and networking. A lot of times it's who you know, who you know, and who knows what you're working on so they can connect you with that other person that can 
help you out. Another way we want to help people out and expand our reach is we've really bolstered our e-design department. I found that as my business became more established, it was harder to take on some of those smaller projects that didn't meet our engagement retainer minimum. You know, we're a team of a few people, and as we grew, we became busier with whole house renovations and really becoming involved with clients for multiple years to complete those renovation and decoration projects. But we'd have these wonderful people who were following our work and reaching out that um, we wanted to work with, but it was a little heavy-handed to um, hire as big a team as we'd become. And so our e-design department has really come through and opened up opportunities for us to meet even more people and work on some of those wonderful projects that maybe were one room or a refresh or I just need a little wallpaper and paint. And so we've been really excited to expand that as well. 2024, 20 years, reaching more people. I think I finally reached that level where I have the confidence to say, you know what? Let me share what I know. I have been working at this for a long time and you learn a lot along the way. So I'm an open book. Send me a question, write me a DM and let's do an episode on it. I am learning as I go on this podcast adventure, having that imposter syndrome majorly, and I really appreciate the support that I've been getting from you all and messages. It's great, but I want to make sure it's useful too, because what's the point if it's not creating some helpful information out there? So with that spirit in mind, the wisdom that I want to impart this week on my dear listeners and design enthusiasts is that it is important to understand your niche. Niche down as specific as you can. When I started out, I thought I needed to do everything for everyone. I can do all styles. If you want traditional, if you want modern, I can do it. I could read people well. I understood what they liked after seeing their homes and getting to know them, and I was able to create what they wanted. That's wonderful. The only downside to that is you end up trying to be a jack of all trades and please everyone without clearly saying or defining who you are and what your style is, what kind of aesthetic you want to create for people. I think it was something that I didn't recognize early enough. And I looked out at other peers who really got that niche thing down from the beginning other designers that said, this is my look, this is where my focus is, and really had a point of view on their interior design. I, again, as a people pleaser, wanted to create what the client wanted. Tell me what you need. I need the work. I'll figure it out. I will figure you out, and I'll make it beautiful. And I had a lot of successful projects that way. And I took probably 10 or more years to really feel confident about being out in front describing my look, my approach, my point of view in design. I was afraid I might lose business if I was too specific, if my niche was too small. But over the years, despite myself, despite my own efforts, I was known for color and pattern. Working in D.C., it's a more traditional market overall in terms of having a more traditional home style and aesthetic. It's definitely changed over the years since 2003 when I was starting. But um, a lot of people do have that traditional, timeless, classic home. They want, they have a desire to have that timeless, classic home. And I thought coming out with a lot of 
pattern and color, and I have more of an eclectic look where I like to mix time periods, styles, that that would be off-putting. In fact, one time I overheard a potential client who received advice from a friend who said, well, you know, Liz is really known for a lot of color and pattern. Or one client, when I met her the first time, said, you know, my mother looked at your website and said, make sure she doesn't push too much pattern on you. And I wasn't sure how to respond to that because I was doing, you know, I was approaching each project as a unique project. Uh, An individual that I worked with, my client was unique. Their preferences were unique. Their art collections, their travel, their experiences, their lifestyle. I would go in and I would say it's like a psychologist's meeting appointment an intake session, I would call it. You're going to lay down on the couch and tell me everything about you and your home and your life. And I am going to weave that into a beautiful interior design plan. I would meet someone that would say, don't push me too far in that direction. I took it as a criticism, I guess. And now I've learned that when you niche down and really get out in front of people, and Instagram has been a huge tool for me in doing that because I'm able to share those projects that are a little more daring and bold. And my favorite projects tend to be those that have more color and pattern. And the more I share, the more it attracts those ideal client matches, people that really like what I'm doing and what I'm drawn to anyway, those projects really sing because we are, we and the client are really into the same exciting design elements, color, pattern. But I have design friends who have that aesthetic on the total opposite end of the spectrum where it's neutral and it's rustic and it's beautiful. And I think they were smart to get in front of that early and say, this is who I am. This is what I like to do. If you want this look, come work with me. Whereas I was trying to do it all for everybody with different styles and felt like I was kind of all over the place with my portfolio. So my advice for designers starting out, spend some time thinking about your aesthetic. Is it modern? Is it colorful? Is it neutral? And then go for it, double down on it, put that message out in the world. This is what you like doing. It's better to attract those clients that are a perfect match than trying to do something you don't love just to win the job. And what I found is that when you prioritize and cherry pick those projects that really align with your aesthetic, they turn out better. The clients seem to be happier. And you put the visuals of that work product out there and more well-aligned clients show up. They're attracted to what you're putting out there. It sounds really obvious now that I'm saying it, but I think there's the hesitation to limit who you work with, turn down a project when you're trying to keep your business profitable and busy, especially if you have teammates and project managers working alongside you. I really felt the pressure to take on most projects that came my way. I did not want to turn something down and miss out on an opportunity or something to keep my team busy. But as I became more established and was able to be more choosy and selective about those projects, I found that the ones that really aligned with me and I felt that connection and real excitement, which felt like a privilege because you know, this is my full-time career. I needed the work and my income's important to our family. I did not want to turn down an opportunity. But as we became more established and I was able to cherry pick more, everything elevated, everything improved, more work came along. It was as if I was able to project that clarity on the type of work I could do and the aesthetic that I represented and loved 
working within, I for sure got better and bigger clients as a result. So starting out, don't be afraid to tell the world who you are and what kind of work you like to do. You're going to get those dreamboat clients, those ideal client matches earlier, which will then, like the snowball at the top of the mountain, gain momentum and get bigger and bigger and attract more of those great clients that you love so much and projects that you can't wait to get out of bed and work on. That's the dream job. Having a work, a career that you love getting out of bed for. It doesn't feel like work when you're following your passion. I'm here as living proof 20 years later, which really makes me feel old. <laughs> How could it be 20 years? And here we are, 2024. So happy new year, everyone. I hope there was a nugget of truth in there that inspires you to take that next step in your career journey. And as always, follow your bliss. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of Behind the Drapery, where we pull back the curtain on the interior design industry through stories, insights, and creative processes that shape the spaces we create. Make sure you subscribe to get the latest episodes from your favorite podcast platform. And visit our website at lizlevininteriors.com for more information.